huge. There's another one uh, caught my attention down in chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we don't know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with us with groanings too deep for words. He searches the heart. He knows the mind of God. And so there is a real sense as Christians, as finite people, as people in this progress of sanctification where we just don't know Welcome, welcome to the New Greater Joy podcast brought to you by the pastors here at Grace Baptist Church in Westlake, Ohio, uh, because we want for our people what Jesus wants for his people, and that's to know greater joy by stepping into the areas that bring no greater joy, being a 24-7 worshiper, a go-person, and an alongsider. I'm Pastor Steve Strong, lead pastor here at Grace, across the table from me. I'm Ryan Adkins, the associate pastor here at Grace. And a huge thank to a mem- thank you to a member here at Grace, Dan Kraniak, for producing this and uh, making it happen and making it available. So we're episode 26. Uh, the previous episode, we talked about conversion, and that was following a series of four episodes that were just kind of dealing with spiritual growth and kind of the progression that we charted out, going from being a spiritually dead person to being carnal and then spiritual and a spiritual leader. And so we kind of want to carry on this larger idea of spiritual growth. And specifically, we want to talk about growth spurts. So question, what's a growth spurt? How would you answer that? Where have you seen growth spurts? You're a dad, right? Yeah, so my mind goes to two things, kids and trees. And with trees thinking, you know, when you cut a tree down, you see the rings and you see thicker rings and thinner rings. You see that growing season, that spurt with kids just, you know, our oldest is now 11 and a half and just seeing, wow, he's a lot taller than he was. His bike helmet this morning didn't fit the same way it fit back in the fall. And just, yeah, seeing these little spurts here and there with all the boys, really. Yeah, I think when we think about growth spurts, we're thinking about immediately we just start thinking about physical kind of mm-hmm. growth spurts. But but we're talking about spiritual growth spurts. And I think it would be helpful just for a minute here just to try to remember and review and summarize what is what is spiritual growth? What is we do, we've kind of defined it as progressive sanctification. Um within a believer. And so how would you summarize maybe in a, in a catchy pithy phrase or what is consistent with scripture of what progressive sanctification is in a believer? Just this consistent process, this continuous process that where the Holy Spirit's working, transforming, and just conforming us to the image of Christ for from the time we become believers all the way until eventually glorification uh, as we stand in heaven with Christ. Yep, yep. It was when we were going through that chart of those different stages of spiritual growth, uh, I liked how we just described it as, you know, this is God's core concern, and this is God's central work in in everybody's life, in your life, which, Philippians 1, he will bring to completion. So the work that he began, the work that he's doing is this work of 
spiritual growth, this progressive sanctification, mm-hmm. and it's God's core concern. I think also Peter, or excuse me, Paul will describe it in Ephesians 4, I think Colossians 3, about this is this process of putting off and putting on. You know, it's it's this process in the believer's life of, of changing clothes, taking taking off the clothes of our flesh and our sin and the deadness and separation from God and putting on the clothes of righteousness. How else would you describe it if we had someone sin here? I think also along the same lines with that newness of life, that walk, mm-hmm. you know, no longer walking as we used to, as we did as Gentiles or, or pagans and walking in a newness of the spirit and letting the spirit kind of lead and guide and just direct our lives. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I think another one is, and I go back to what Paul wrote in Colossians, is this, you know, that we have been transferred from the mm-hmm. domain of darkness into the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ. And it's living living out that transfer, you know, no longer a citizen of the of the domain of darkness. I'm a citizen of heaven, mm-hmm. and um, and it's living like we've trans. We changed addresses, yeah. you know, and yep. we're living out a new, living out a new where we live. I guess. So, mm-hmm. what else? Anything else? Just the the image, you know, in in John, where he's talking about just <laughs> abiding, being mm-hmm. attached to the vine, Christ yep. being the vine. Um just growing in that way because we're still connected and yeah yep another agricultural illustration Mm -hmm. you got your tree cut down the tree see the rings we got abiding in the vine um thinking about uh, you know currently we're as a church studying through romans and it's the spiritual growth that progressive sanctification is the actualizing of the righteousness that has been imputed to us so we have the righteousness positionally of Jesus Christ that God the Father can now justify and declare righteous because his righteousness is ours. And that is a positional thing. The spiritual growth, the progressive sanctification is the actualizing of that. And I think one of the keys in, all right, you know, a lot of different ways to think about progressive sanctification, but the key of all of those things becoming reality, everything that we've talked about, is the Holy Spirit. And, you know, as we study through Romans, we're going to find ourselves landing in Romans chapter 8, one of the greatest chapters of all Scripture. And the Holy Spirit is really presented as the key of putting to death the sin in us, and living the life that uh, that we've been given through Jesus Christ. And so when you look at that chapter, um, what are some observations, just real quickly before we start talking about these growth spurts, but what are some of those observations in Romans 8 as it relates to why the Holy Spirit is key to this general process of progressive sanctification that takes our whole life? I think the first isn't right there in the first verse that there is no there is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death so this freedom from who we once were and being underneath the curse of the law because we are now indwelled with the spirit yeah that's huge and that's a huge statement 
You know, it's the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin of death. And he really just got done in Romans 7. I don't want to go too far into this, but I mean, talking about, you know, the the sin is like a law to us, like Mm -hmm. gravity is a law, constantly exerting its influence. And like what set us free from the dominion of sin is the Holy Spirit. Yep. And the Holy Spirit now becomes a parallel, similar, contrasting law of like this spiritual gravity pulling on us, and it's that Holy Spirit that uh, sets us free. I think that's huge. There's another one uh, caught my attention down in chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we don't know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with us with groanings too deep for words. He searches the heart. He knows the mind of God. And so there is a real sense as Christians, as finite people, as people in this progress of sanctification where we just don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't get it. We're weak. We're finite. We don't. And the Holy Spirit fills in that gap. He helps us in our weakness, specifically here praying. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that you saw? Uh, back up verse uh, verse 14, just that as God's sons, as God's children, mm-hmm. we are led by God's Spirit, and just that influence that he has on our lives uh, with the caveat, I'll say, of if we allow it, if we don't harden ourselves to that sure. leading and that guidance. Sure. There's a partnership there. Mm-hmm. He's testifying with our spirit that we are the children of God. He's bearing witness, you know, almost like chapter 8, verse 1 starts out, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Well, there is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Man, am I, is this real? Is this, and this one, the Holy Spirit has that ministry of reminding us and confirming. And so the Holy Spirit, it really is our, Hope, And we can probably talk about that in another episode, but I really want to, you know, all right, let's be reminded of what this progressive sanctification is. We need to be reminded that the Holy Spirit is our hope for that to happen. Um, but I, I do want to talk about growth spurts and how the Holy Spirit can use growth spurts in our lives. And I already have, you know, we've kind of asked you a little bit, all right, when you think about that. Have there been any moments? Did you, as I think the the best illustration is our kids. Mm-hmm. Have you, have your kids had growth spurts yet? Yeah. Isaac is, is working through one right now. Like I said, like he, we're just getting to the point in the year where the weather is nice enough. He's riding his bike to school again. Yep. And just this morning I saw him put his helmet on and there's a whole lot more forehead showing <laughs> now than there was in the fall when he hung it up. Yep. And so it was just like. Wow, yeah, in these last three months, even in the darkness, he's grown. (laughs) Like, just, you know, I guess if you keep feeding them, they'll keep growing. But um, we've noticed it with him, just how quickly they switch shoe sizes. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of a race to see if the shoe disintegrates before they need a new pair or if they outgrow it before it disintegrates. their it's pants. A, All of a sudden, you've seen a <laughs> lot of ankle. That's right. Which I guess is cool now. I I'm not. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't get, get it. That. But <laughs> our, ready for the flood. Yeah, <laughs> our we've saw it. Obviously, in our kids, they're pretty much done growing <clears throat> height wise right now. But uh, Colin, our second, mm-hmm. between the ages of eleven and twelve, 
or it may have been 12 and 13, grew six inches in one year. Yeah. It was crazy. He even had stretch marks <clears throat> on mm-hmm. his body. Um, and so I guess I would like to maybe define what we mean by spiritual growth, our spiritual growth spurt. Mm-hmm. How would you define that? I I think it's these these moments where you have these quick I'll say like it's a a catalyst is leading to some almost leap in your faith, leap yep. in your growth. Um how would you define it? I would I've written down here I I guess I would define it as these moments of extended concentrated and observable growth. I think, you know, we talk about our seeing in our children, it's extended. It's over a period of time, sometimes in a short period of time, mm-hmm. most often in a short, short period of time. And it's really just really concentrated and it's observable. And we see it physically. I think we also have these moments spiritually. But before we talk about that, how does the spiritual growth spurts, these extended, concentrated, observable growth moments, it's contrast to, I think, in what we often talk about just in general with gradual, consistent, and less observable spiritual mm-hmm. growth that happens. Like our kids are always growing. Yeah. You know, for our kids, we had that piece of molding and they, during their growing years, were super consistent. I think like Jacob and Jared were like, man, they were just a steady two inches every year. You know, mm-hmm. and you're not seeing. It's like you will go through that year, and it's not like wow. Like I know they're growing, but I can't. Whereas when Colin grew those six inches, it was like, man, you there wake up. It's like you see it happening. Um, and so I think it's in contrast to the gradual growth that typically happens. So I, I think that's one way to any other thoughts in terms of, you know, we're talking about these really concentrated and not um, these explosive and observable mm-hmm. things rather than the gradual. Um, I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that, but. No, I like your thoughts on that. All right. We're very I, good. I concur. Very good. And I think, <laughs> you know, we did a whole bunch of episodes very early on in the podcast i think it's the very probably first two or three episodes Mm -hmm. specifically on our spiritual disciplines and i think you know when we talk about the gradual we're talking about that discipline that regular ongoing daily steady spiritual disciplines um but let's talk about in contrast to that like what are the catalysts for a growth spurt spiritual growth spurts. Um, I guess I would call these routine breakers maybe, but Mm -hmm. um, like what are things that we can do to allow for a growth spurt in our life? Spiritual growth spurt. So the first things that kind of came to mind and was thinking about my own life Mm -hmm. and when I've had the most growth and it's been, it has been the spiritual disciplines but firehose kind of experiences with the spiritual disciplines. And so even 
um, thinking now, like we have so many resources with whether podcasts or like Moody Radio, uh, even sermons you can listen to beyond our own, um, and just using those to increase that Bible intake and and hearing the word um, while you're doing, I call them like passively active times. Mm -hmm. And so like while I'm mowing, that's a, I'm actively moving, but it's a passive, mentally it's passive, straight line, go, look out for the tree, go, you know? And so using those times to use some of these um, disciplines, these resources um, while driving, same thing. You're actively driving, but you're passive mentally. If you're cooking dinner, cleaning the house, all these different tasks, just using these resources to cause our minds to grow and allow our minds to grow. And that's been when I think I've had the most growth personally um, in my my walk um, has just been when those times have taken, <coughs> okay, from instead of checking out, checking in, checking out of one task and into another mindset. Yeah. And so. I think for me, <clears throat> I think about um, there were one growth spurt for me was in high school a couple times in high school it really revolved around missions trips that we took Mm -hmm. as teenagers with our youth group Uh, but it was also a um a wilderness trip we took a uh, as a youth group we went up to canada spent about a week up in algonquin provincial park i think is what it's called and we just canoe and portaged, which means you just walk from lake to lake, carrying the canoe. You're carrying your backpack. You have everything. I was, um, I was paired with the smallest girl, and I think our youth pastor was like, "Okay, he can make up for her size." And and so, but what ended up happening was we just the whole group would be out on a lake going to the next area where we would get out and walk to the next one. And the wind would come no matter where I sat in the boat, in the (laughs) canoe. Like if I was in the back, the front end would go up and the wind would just take it and push us off to the side. If I sat in the middle, we could hardly go anywhere. If I sat in the front, the back would just, the wind would catch the back. So you would have this mass of like 15, 20 canoes of the whole group going. And then there was Steve over here. We were hugging the shore, kind of going, it was very frustrating um, and then we had, uh, there was one, one portage that was the longest. And so, you know, you're carrying this canoe and your hands are up holding onto it. Bugs are flying around inside. You got your backpack and they didn't tell us how long it was going to be. And it was, you just kind of went, you're like, you just keep going and going. I don't know when we're done. I don't know when we're done. And you know, people were stopping and taking breaks, and they're like, "No, we got to keep going. Don't take a break. Push on." You know, that idea of like, pers- you know, being persistent and enduring and not giving up, and and uh, like just that whole experience and the life lessons that were learned. That was like this massive wow of a physical, real life illustration of what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, There's another moment for me. It was at a conference. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it is, probably not 15, maybe 10 to 12 years ago. And it was the conference that really kind of germinated this sense of this no greater joy of 
you know, the question was asked, what breaks your heart? And I've talked about this other times. In your own ministry, what breaks your heart? And it's, uh, you know, it was, it was people, myself and others just settling for so much less than what God has for us. And so, you know, you had this conference, this experience that were these real moments of concentrated, observable mm -hmm. growth. And um, I like, I think we need to, I like to describe these growth spurts and the context that they happen as routine breakers, mm -hmm. you know? And so like every believer needs to break their routine yes, and step out of it and find time for a growth spurt. Mm -hmm. um, these positive experiences that allow you to focus for an extended period of time just on your walk with Christ, on your faith, on your trust. Um, what might be some, some ways that our people could break their routine? So one that personally has caused a lot of growth in me, a specific example, is the Biblical Counseling Training Conference. And so that's one that, um, you know, Katie and I have completed three the first three tracks of so foundations and advanced and more advanced. Um, and just the, the content, again, it's a fire hose experience. There's a lot of information coming in. However, it's all biblically based and it's really just, it just opens your eyes to really the, the breadth and the depth of scripture. Um, and, it, and it's geared toward equipping to counsel. Correct. But it doesn't have to be that. Right. I mean, in, we, in some big umbrella way, you could say counseling is alongside. Yes, and we've talked about that. Every yeah. conversation we have is really a counseling opportunity yeah. Yeah. Um, because we are alongsiding. And so, like, to do a little plug, we're thinking about trying to do something this fall to yeah. get all of, to make it available to our church to host <clears throat> a couple of weekends where we would work through uh, track one. So um, that's possibly going to be an option. We're still working through the details of that. But if not then, it's a week-long I want to say it's Sunday night to Friday morning experience. It's in Lafayette, Indiana. That's the that's the week. That's long the week long one. fire hose sitting in the room with everyone. Um, but you can also do it online. They've made it available on multiple platforms now, so you can sit for that week, or you can take it on multiple sessions and um, kind of fit it into your schedule of, over the course of three months. It's it's really though an experience that just like I said opens your eyes to the breadth, the depth of Scripture how really applicable scripture is to our lives, how sufficient scripture is to anything we're going to come across, uh, whether it's parenting or um, various just sin struggles and things like that, that just, um, yeah, that's, that's a definite fire hose experience though, a way to break that routine, spend a couple of days or spend a week and uh, really pour into scripture and have scripture really pour into you. I think a couple, <clears throat> one that I am trying to structure into my day or my routine or to break that routine is to set aside, and this is one of the goals that I have for my spiritual growth plan for this this current quarter, is to right now for this quarter set aside one day for silence and solitude. Set aside one day to break my routine and just get away probably during my the work hours, just get away and spend time 
praying mm-hmm. and, and 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 reading reading the Word of God, um, and reading some other devotional material that can really kind of draw me my focus and my own you know meditating and thinking on Scripture. But I I think to I think I would encourage our people to break their routine and get away. So what does that mean? Well, I got to take a vacation day, or or I have to take a, a vacation day that's built into your normal work week or calendar, and use it for that. Um, maybe some of our couples need to take a spiritual vacation. You know, where it's like, you know what, you know what, let's we just need to get away and go down to one of those treehouse cabins here in Ohio. Not to go and, you know, enjoy a park or, but to be super structured and going and saying, you know, maybe we're going to watch some of these trainings or we're going to, you know, the, the Bible minor, the videos, we're gonna, but we're, sp- we're going to get away to spiritually recuperate. Mm-hmm. You know, we take vacations as families, you know, because, oh, we need to get a week away from fill in the blank, but like. We need to do that spiritually. And so I would encourage our people to, you know, to take a day or an extended period of time for silence, for solitude, for prayer, for worship. Um, the Israel trip, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's an expense involved with that. I get that. We could, um, but something like that is a context for a growth spurt. Yeah. Um, what other ideas do you have? I the conference thing <clears throat> is is big in my mind just because that's been not just the biblical counseling training conference, but you know, together for the gospel back last last April. Um, that was a big again, it's these fire hose experiences and I I, I have a a draw towards those where it's like just get overloaded for three or four days and then take three or four months to kind of unpack and think through um, but there's there's a number of conferences that I came to mind right away. One was the Sing Conference. It's in Nashville. It's at the end of September or beginning of September. Um, the Gospel Coalition has a conference in Indianapolis. That's the, at the end of September. The Gospel Coalition does a women's conference. That's next summer. Um, CrossCon is a conference for 18 to 25-year-olds, and so we're looking to possibly take a group to that. That's in January of next year. Um, and there's uh, there's... There's a ton of others. Yeah, you have, um, you know, the Man Up Conference. We have yep. those half day things. Yep. There's the shorter ones, the one day, day hits. That's right. These like, others that are three, four days those. long. Yeah, just use them, and like consider spending three or four of your vacation days on that versus just getting away and trying to un. Don't just unwind from your daily routine, but break the routine by unwinding in a way that you get fed. Yeah. And um, even I was thinking about. You know how sometimes our nightly routine is easily falls into watching something on Netflix or Prime or okay, use right now media. So instead of logging into one of those yeah. platforms, log into one that is that we're as a church providing. Or you, maybe you don't want to mm-hmm. take a vacation day, or you're limited or prohibited from that, and that's fine. And you know you got family, you got kids. Like, what if you just took a week and said? Every evening this week, yep. we're we're gonna we're not going to practices. 
We're not going out to dinner. We're not going to these places. Every We are setting aside this all the evenings in this week. And we as a family are going to watch this, read this, study mm-hmm. this, pray this. And, you know, all right, let's take every evening mm-hmm. and spend time fill in the blank. Yep. There's lots of resources out there. And if you're like, yes, I want to do that. And, but you don't know what to do, come talk to us. Yeah. You know, we don't want to take all the time here in this episode giving out all those resources. But um, I would also say mission strips. Yep. Um, And, you know, we're obviously offering one for our students going down to Brazil with Randy and Cindy Richner. Um, We have missionary down in Alabama. Mm -hmm. We have, we have a number of medical people in our church. Um, we could work with one of these agencies and all right, let's take a medical missions trip. Let's if you know, take the initiative and come to us and say, Hey, I want to do this. Can we plan something? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll try to we'll look for opportunities as well as pastors, but take advantage of a missions trip. And I, I think these routine breakers usually involve a sacrifice. Yes. Of time and of resources. And sometimes we're just not maybe willing to do that, to make that kind of sacrifice. I think other, real quickly, um, spurts can happen when you, like Peter, step out of the boat. Yes. So it may not be like a conference or every night of the week we're kind of doing what we're talking about. I think these spiritual growths can also happen with simple moments of just stepping out of the boat and forcing myself to trust. And so that may mean a moment of sharing your faith and make that determination and follow the the you know the the challenges of the my circle training where we're going to pray every day, you know, once a week engage and uh, once a month share your story, share the faith, share the gospel, set those goals and actually step into them. You know, our whole point of the, these areas of no greater joy being alongside or a go person and a 24 seven worshiper are just that those are areas of no greater joy. Step into them. And it, maybe it doesn't take a, a concentrated conference or evenings and study or a day of solitude and silence. It just may be, stepping out and sharing your faith or stepping out and finding someone and say, Hey, let's meet once a week for a long siding and discipleship. And we're going to, we're going to study the book of first Peter or first John, or we're going to, we're going to read through the chapters of Romans that we're studying on Sundays. Let's do this together. Let's pray together. You know, step out into those areas that you're like, you know what? I don't have confidence, but I'm going to step out in faith Mm -hmm. and force your, put yourself in a position where you have to trust. And I think, I think that kind of gets at the crux of, at the heart of why it is that these routine breakers cause these growth spurts because in a way we are putting the rubber to the road. 
Yeah. We're, we're forcing ourselves to be like, all right, if this is real, I, I'm going to put myself in a position where I have to trust. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I really like the idea, just as you were saying it, I was like, ah, oh, I love that, of, all right, meet up with someone and read through Romans. Study Romans as we're studying as a church because there's stuff that you will learn and grow in reading that letter that we aren't going to address as a church. Sure. What questions? And like Mm -hmm. just diving deeper on your own so that when you come on a Sunday morning, you're not hearing it for the first time. You've already thought about it some and you're, it's our preaching almost becomes supplemental to your own study and Mm -hmm. and encouraging and, Oh, that's not how I saw it. But okay. Now I understand more clearly because you've explained it. You've helped me. And well, and I think that is the, um, reflects what our hope for Sunday is. Yes, you know, absolutely. We hope that you know, what we do on Sunday equips you to do by yourself on Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and if you do it by yourself on Tuesday, you're preparing yourself for the next Sunday because you know what we like to say, Sunday starts today. That's right. So, so spiritual growth spurts. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? I think it's just... It's seeing the spiritual disciplines, but maybe pouring into one for that short. And just thinking about our whole conversation, and it's not doing things outside of those disciplines. It's really a focused and energized time in one or two of them. Sure. Whether it's a, a Bible intake or the silence and solitude idea, or you know, just um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but just you know, like you said, let the rubber hit the road and, yeah. and move. Good. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope this was helpful. And uh, God bless. And we'll talk again in the next episode. See you next time.